Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. What is Danielle DiMartino Booth saying about millennials and the crisis ahead? How about Allianz issuing a warning about 50% of Americans? And of course, we can't go without talking about what Bill Ackman has said at Seeking Alpha. Folks, it is Monday, October 2nd. We are in Q4. I can't believe it. Let's talk about what's going on in the daily financial news. First, let's talk about a survey from Allianz who surveyed uh, Americans and found that 50%, 50% of Americans are worried about a major recession coming. On top of that, they highlighted that 54% of Americans are holding on to more cash. And specifically, this keeps going, Specifically, millennials were slightly more worried, thus holding more cash compared to other generations. Folks, what does this all mean? Why is this important? Why do economists care about surveys like this? Well, folks, let me tell you why. In the United States, we are an economy that is driven by consumers. Depending on what you read, consumers equate to 64 to 66% of total consumption. In that economy, consumers can cause a recession all by themselves. So, it is important to realize that if the consumer is scared, they will conserve cash, they will stop discretionary spending, they will trade down on staples, and they can cause a recession. If you go back to my horrible and inaccurate Q2 call of a recession last year, or actually this year, I mistakenly thought the consumer who was freaked out by Silicon Valley Bank, and maybe my bias was because I was in the valley and didn't have a purview across the country was that the consumer psychology was broken. It clearly wasn't. It was dented. There was a little hiccup, but we kept revenge travel. We kept buying stuff and the consumer proved to be more more, uh, confident than I had given them credit for. This survey from Allianz should wake you up. Again, 50% 50% of Americans are consumed or cons- are <coughs> worried about a major recession. 54% are holding more cash than usual. And millennials are the generation that is most concerned. Understanding millennials is important for all of us. Millennials right now are entering their highest spending years. And actually, Daniel DiMartino Booth has a crisis of biblical proportion, her word, not mine, 
that we will talk about momentarily, specifically on millennials. And I'll just give you a caveat. I'm going to take the other side. I am going to risk being horribly wrong by disagreeing with Daniel DiMartino Booth, or Danielle said going forward. But let's keep going. The most important number this week is the jobs number on Friday. Just like last week, PCE core was the most important number. We have a pretty good track record going of numbers coming in slightly better, thus giving the Fed reason to pause. Right? I, again, don't think the Fed's got another one in them, but Friday's job number will be important. So what are the expectations? Expectations are for 150,000 jobs to be created in the month of September. And it is expected that the unemployment rate will dip down, right? Last month, we got a surprise up to 3.8 based on participation rate. It is expected to tick down to 3.7. So what do we need Friday? Frankly, I would like to see a number sub 150,000. You know, like 131, 134, maybe 128. Not some negative number, not a number like 44,000, but a number, let's call it, let's call it 20% or less below this. So anywhere from 120,000 to say 130,000, 135, something lower than 150. That's one thing. The unemployment rate. We really need the unemployment rate probably 37, 38. Eh, yeah, 37, 38. I think a 39, unless participation rate keeps going up, is a problem. Right? We don't we don't want to see the economy devolve quickly, right? We don't want to see we don't want to see unemployment go from 37 to 42, for example. That would be too much too fast. But again, I think the most important number is jobs. Let's hope for something between 130 and, I don't know. No, 120 and 130. Let's hope for that. 120 and 130. Okay, what is Danielle DiMartino Booth in Business Insider worried about? Again, she thinks this will be biblical. Her word, not mine. Biblical. She is worried about millennials. Millennials who decided to exit, move to the suburbs. She is worried about the millennials who, she's worried about the millennials folks that make a hundred grand to $250,000. She is worried about the millennials who bought a home at record low interest rates. She is worried about millennials who have fixed the cost of shelter, but she's worried about them because student loans are restarting. They restarted today. Actually, yesterday, I believe. She is worried about millennials who make six figures, have fixed rate shelter costs, not being able to pay their student loans, and thus declaring household bankruptcy. Yes, folks, Daniel D. Martino Booth thinks if you're a millennial that makes between 100 and 250 grand, you live in a home with fixed rate debt that you are going to be so bad with your money that you are going to declare bankruptcy. Not only some of you, 
She thinks the millennial bankruptcy, household bankruptcies is going to be biblical in proportion. I personally think that Daniel DiMartino Booth has been negative for so long on the economy and specifically housing. I believe she is in a echo, uh, whatever, environment, and she's wrong. Now, again, she's far smarter. This is what she does for a living. All of those caveats. The beauty of the American system is we can disagree and be respectful. I disagree. I personally believe millennials who make $100,000 to $250,000 who have fixed their shelter costs will be able to pay their student loans and what will they sacrifice? They will sacrifice some discretionary spending. Now, I do believe she's right. You can't suddenly start paying a $450 bill without cutting somewhere. I just don't think this $450 bill is going to send you into bankruptcies. And certainly not bankruptcies at the level of biblical proportions. I'm not even sure what biblical proportions mean, but I'm sure it's not good. I don't get it. All these millennials, again, they make 100 to 250 grand. All these millennials have to do is stop eating out three days a month and they can pay the bill. So I disagree. Now, there will certainly be some. There will certainly be some, but I cannot imagine how millennial bankruptcies, six-figure earners, fixed-rate housing costs is going to be bankruptcy, household bankruptcies on biblical proportions. I don't see it, but hey, it's now on record. We can check the receipts in a year and see who is right. How about Bill Ackman? Woo! Bill Ackman, Pershing Square. He is out saying the economy has begun to decelerate. I agree. On the back of aggressive rate hikes. I agree. Again, folks, I believe that pending home sales number on Friday, the one that was down 7.1%, was a signal. There's a lot of noise in the U.S. economy. I believe pending home sales being down 7.1% last Friday was signal, not noise. What was that signal? We are starting to see the impact of 525 basis points in the Fed raising the funds rate. We are starting to see meaningful impact in interest rate sensitive sectors of the economy. We are going to see pending home sales break below the psychological 4 million level. Rates matter. And then finally, Bill Ackman said he believes the Fed is done. And clearly I agree, and I will have you know, I was likely on record first with calling that. They are not only done, they won't be cutting next year is my still current belief. How about uh, President Biden? Specifically, President Biden's top economists. Let me be very clear. I agree with President Biden's top economists. The top economists said, the key to ending the housing crisis is to give cities and developers monetary incentives 
to build affordable homes. That is the first thing I have heard from government about supply. Not only supply, but supply at the point we need it. Affordable housing. Now, does this have a chance of getting done? I don't know. But at least someone with some power is talking about supply. We need to stop trying to goose demand. Folks, it is a supply problem. Negative equity. Folks, we are going to have a conversation about residential properties and negative equity. You are likely going to see the crash bros and the doomers talk about negative equity exploding. They are going to talk about negative equity exploding on a percentage basis. I am going to give you the truth. We are going to talk about negative equity in residential homes under two variables. Where do we sit today? And where do we sit at the peak of 2012? There are folks claiming that negative equity today is on the scale of 2012. They say things like negative equity has spiked to the highest since the Great Recession. Folks, that is nonsense. It is absolutely nonsense. This is according to Core Logic. Put it in Google, go look for yourself. So let's give you some scale. Let's go back to 2012 and let's talk about the peak of homes in negative equity. According to CoreLogic, in 2012, one in four homes had negative equity. Folks, one in four equals 25%. 25% of the homes in 2012 had negative equity. Do you have any idea what percent of homes have negative equity today? And again, keep in mind, you are going to see doomers and crash bros tell you that the negative equity homes today is on the scale of 2012. It is simply not true. Homes with negative equity today equal that much, 2%. Just in case you are unclear, 2% is a lot less than 25%. I'm just saying. And then folks, yesterday, I wanna call attention to a video. I had a conversation with a new investor who actually began investing in this great state of Alaska. He was a military serviceman who started house hacking a duplex and then went to a fourplex. We talked for almost an hour about his journey from zero, underwriting deals, the 1% rule, support from his wife, and so much more. You need to watch the video yesterday. I think the title is zero to 26 units in three moves. He got to 26 units in three moves and we covered so much more. Michael, congrats for all you've done. Thank you, for be thank you for being interviewed on the channel. I had a great time and I think you really help people understand 
what do the work means. Do the work. Great deals. Take advantage of the opportunities that are out there. So folks, uh, again, we are holding an event in Las Vegas that I'm hoping is going to change your life. You're going to get to network and meet five new friends. You're going to take, you're going to have 10 pages of notes. You're going to take 20 pictures and make memories, a concert, all these great things. We have now sold 144 tickets. So what does that mean? We have 121 left, 121 tickets left. Please do me a favor, buy your ticket now. I would love to sell out this event quickly so that we can get on to focusing on the creation of more great content for you. Do me a favor, like, subscribe, content, uh, subs like, subscribe and comment. And if you're ready, ready to do the work, do me a favor, buy the course, How to Get Started, One Rental at a Time. It's only $3.99. You will do the work in Q4 and you'll be ready in 2024, folks. Take care. I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you for being here. I appreciate all 175 of you that are watching right now live. We've got 18 thumbs up. That's only 10%. We can do better than that, right? We can do better than 10% thumbs up. Give me a thumbs up. Take care of yourself. Have an amazing day. Bye.